Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And if you ever had one of those situations, I talk about them periodically, where you've heard something one time too many. Just one time too many. Not 74 times too many, just one. But if I hear it anymore, <laughs> and I'm a Cubs fan, I will. Um, it's going to be just one more over having already heard it too many times. Um, today, someone was at, I opened up for an all questions answered kind of a scenario thing. That's kind of fun to do every couple days. And with the Cubs-Brewers game not being played yet, it might even be banged by the time I finish this podcast. One question came up about the Eloy Jimenez trade. About the Eloy Jimenez trade. Um, I, I have a rule. A five-minute rule. When there is a trade announced, I do as much homework as I possibly can over five minutes. Maybe it'll take 20 minutes. Maybe it'll take half an hour. But usually it shouldn't take too much longer than an hour. You look into the players going in one direction. You look into players coming back the other direction. And you make your assessment. You make your assessment. How good is the player going in the other direction? How good are the players coming back? For instance, wait, which one do you want to do? The um, let's do the Javier Baez trade. Javier Baez. We are all familiar with Javier Baez, the good and the not so good. Cubs also sent over Trevor Williams to the Mets. Baez seemed to be what the Mets wanted. They needed a shortstop to get them through. He had a few good days early on, then started to struggle. But that's after the fact. That's after the fact. Look right away. That trade at the exact moment it was made. The Mets had been starting Jared Eikhoff. They started him, released him. Brought him back. Started him five or six days later. Released him. Started him five or six days later. Released him. The Mets were short on starting pitching. Trevor Williams, probably an upgrade over a guy who the Mets released after three successive starts. Three successive starts. Start. Release, start, release, start, release. It's like they're out fishing or something. And Baez made sense for their at least short to midterm vacancy at shortstop while Francisco Lindor healed. It made sense at the time. It made sense at the time. If you did the research immediately, it made sense for the Mets and for the Cubs. They were trading everything. They they were ripping the whole roller coaster apart. It, it doesn't exist anymore. 
anything that had any value going away. And the, the way I phrased it to somebody tonight, not really a Cubs fan, I don't think. Um, the Cubs' entire plan for 2021. No press release on this. There was not a press release. There was not going to be a press release. There should not have been a press release saying this is what we're going to do because then it would have compromised the return on the trades. The Cubs traded everything. The entire plan, to me, seems to be trade everything of value and dive for five, try to get a top five pick in the 22 draft, as well as all the prospects that came back, and go with it from there, work with it from there. In the Mets trade, the Cubs got... Pete Crow Armstrong had started off with a fantastic season in St. Lucie. Did a collarbone, done for the year after like a week, two weeks. Had done very well in spring training, had done very well at the alternate site. Injured. Now, will the injury impact him long term? Maybe. Will he be a made-of-glass player? Maybe, could be, possibly. That's not known as of right now. It's presumed that Pete Crow Armstrong will come back, will be better than he was before, will be ready for South Bend in 2022. Now, does that necessarily, specifically, completely and totally happen? I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe no. But that's the premise. Look at it entirely. Entirely and completely as soon as it happens. And then you've done your homework. You've done all you can possibly do. Now, what what happened with the Aloy Jimenez trade? What happened with the Aloy Jimenez trade? People forgot to do their immediate homework. If you do the immediate homework, you look at Aloy Jimenez and say, his glove is shaky, his bat is fantastic, and Dylan Cease is a type of pitcher that could be a rotation guy in Major League Ball. And in return, Jose Quintana had been a pitcher who had done quite well with the White Sox. Now, if you do the research and come up with something entirely different from that, On the day of the trade. Now, you would be an outlier. You wouldn't necessarily be wrong. But what you want to try to do on the day of the trade, assess as closely as possible what you're getting in the swamp. And if you do all the homework, all the research, and you decide this player coming back is going to be worth 1.739 wins above replacement. 1.739 wins above replacement. That is what I've decided. I've done all the homework. I've done all the research. I've looked into everything. 1.739. That's going to be his value. A couple years later, you look, you check. Oh, he's a 26 wins above guy. Don't blame the general manager. Don't blame the general manager. 
Don't blame uh, Tom Ricketts. Don't, you screwed up. You screwed up because you said 1.739, and he was a whole lot better than that. If you assess the trade immediately and lay down exactly what you are expecting, you are on the hook for your assessment. Now, am I saying that I think Pete Crow Armstrong will certainly be one of those three low-cost all-stars that the Cubs will need to contend with the Dodgers and stuff? No, I'm not saying he definitely will will be. He might be. He is a completely valid prospect for the long term. But I, I can't make that total complete assessment. So if Pete Crow Armstrong is fantastic 10 years from now, I would say that he's a fairly decent looking prospect. If he's horrible and can't come back from his collarbone problem and he's made of glass, I will say I thought he was a pretty good prospect. See how I'm being consistent? Irrespective of what he does. I did my homework. I made my research. I declared what I thought he would end up being. And Javier Baez, do whatever he's going to do. As far as the Cubs were concerned, the goal was the dive for five. The Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease trade. People that are still harping on it. It's really about time that they can dial it back. Really about time they can dial it back. Yeah, we get it. It didn't work. But a lot of people seem to like to say, well, Jose Quintana, he was obviously a number five starter. How the hell are you coming up with looking at his numbers before the trade, before the trade, before the trade, before the trade, before the trade? and saying, that's a number five starter. No, 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 no. You do the research before games are played. You do the research before games are played. Let's say the Cubs make, no, 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 let's leave the Cubs out of it. The Phillies and the Red Sox make a trade. Phillies and the Red Sox make a trade. The Phillies trade some garbage prospect for a really good Red Sox veteran some complete garbage prospect, and the Red Sox coming back to the Phillies is fantastic. Now, the veteran blows out a knee and never does anything. All of a sudden, his contract kicks in, blah, 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 blah. bad. Well, if you didn't predict the injury, if you didn't predict the numbers falling, you were wrong. You were wrong, just like if you said, well, the Cubs aren't going to trade all of Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez. They're not going to trade all. You were wrong. They did. They traded every single one of them. They traded everything they could possibly move. When you assess a trade, assess it entirely and completely. Go on record. Put it on your gravestone. This is what I think of this trade before any of the numbers come in, before anybody gets injured, before anybody has a slump. If you can assess a trade before it happens, then I'm kind of interested in what you're saying. But if you're saying, 
This, this is the popular one, and it's one I go back to all the time. The Phillies traded two or three players that nobody had ever heard of. Well, people who follow the minor leagues had heard of them. People who follow prospect lists had heard of them. But traded a couple prospects to the Marlins for JT Real Muto. Marlins got screwed. They got shafted. They got no. The Marlins traded a player that they weren't going to be able to afford anymore, which, you know, might not be very good for competitive balance in baseball, but they did what they had to do, and Sixto Sanchez ended up being quite good against the Cubs in the playoffs. Well, I never heard of it. Do the research. Do the research when the trade happens. Do the research then. Don't wait until six years later. Otherwise, you have no integrity. If you want to criticize the Cease slash Jimenez trade for Jose Quintana, the time to do that was before Jose Quintana helped the Cubs win the 2017 division title. If you wanted to say, no, I don't like this trade. This is a terrible trade. And there were some people who did it. There were some people who said, no, the Cubs gave up way too much, and Jose Quintana, while he might help the Cubs win in 2017, it's not a good trade. And some people did that. The time to criticize a trade is before. It's before it happens. And then, but but, 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 but how can I get all my points later and you know, be, belligerent, be belligerent and ratio people and all that kind of stuff? You don't have to. You don't have to. Because then what you do You've done your homework, you've done your research, you've said this is a terrible trade, or this is a good trade, or this is a horrible, whatever it is. Maybe this is a trade that's going to help both teams. You've done your research. You've come out with your written treatise on the trade. You don't have to say anything more. Anybody who gives a damn about your opinion has already read it. If you're somebody on Twitter with nine followers who decides four or five years after the trade, I want to criticize the Eloy Jimenez trade because Eloy Jimenez is good. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a damn if you had an opinion before. If you had listened to Eloy Jimenez coming up through the Cubs system, if you had gone out to see him in Mesa, if you had information nobody else had, if you had opinions on Dylan Cease, should have gone with him then. If you looked at Jose Quintana's numbers, which were quite good, with the White Sox, and he had a long-term extension. Well, he, he the Cubs had team control for a while. You don't have to like the trade. You don't have to dislike the trade. Do the homework. Figure it out. Make your comments when you can still 
be wrong. Otherwise, nobody cares. Nobody cares if you're saying, see, I was right, see, I was right, see, I was right, see, I was right. Do your homework, do your research, come back, tell the people that are interested in your opinions what's going on, how good the trade was, how bad the trade was, whatever. Don't wait until four or five years. That's soft. That's soft. That's very soft. Most of us who follow baseball have an idea which guys right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, are good. Now, if you're going to be able to see effectively into the future and can project out that Pete Crow Armstrong is going to be a 2.2 to 2.8 wins above type player through his cost-controlled seasons, now would be a fantastic time to go with that, if that's what you think is going to happen. People who wait until after the storm, and boy, we've had some storms today. People who wait until after the storm to tell you, hey, guess what, folks, we had a storm. No shit, Sherlock! As baseball, as a baseball fan, I want to know if you have any information on what's going to happen in the future. Stuff I don't already know. How's Jake Jewell going to do? Is Frank Schwindel going to justify a 40-man roster spot? Or will the Cubs tire of Schwindel before the season ends and call up Alfonso Rivas? See, those are things, if you announce them before they happen, if you predict them before they happen, you can be wrong and we can assess you on how accurate you are in your projections. That is value. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. But if you're wrong 97% of the time, nobody's going to give a crap about what you say. If you're right 85% of the time in baseball, then people will pay attention to you. I'm tired of people assessing the Quintana for Jimenez and Cease trade. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it because people are trying to make points where there are no points to be made. Yeah, we know it didn't work out. One final thing. One final thing. That trade could have worked out entirely differently, entirely differently, if one minor thing had happened. One minor thing. Cubs Nationals. Game four in Wrigley Field. Games one and two had been played, then a day off, then game three. Cubs led two to one, and the Nationals were scheduled to send their fourth starting pitcher to the mound. 
that game got banged with the added day off, the Nationals brought back one of their two best pitchers. Won that game. Game went back, the series went back to Washington for the next day. And Havoc ruled. The Cubs ended up winning, but with all the games being played in addition and the fourth game being delayed, the Cubs' bullpen was smashed walking into the Dodgers series. Absolutely smashed. The Dodgers had to be laughing as both teams continued to send out reliever after reliever after reliever, knowing these guys aren't going to have anybody to go with. They're not going to have anybody to use. I had the crazy idea. I had the crazy idea. I'm still sticking with it. The Cubs should have started John Lackey in game one. Eric, go out there and pitch. You'll be horrible. You'll get pounded. But at least... It won't ruin the rotation further. What happened in the first two games, the Cubs actually were competitive. I think they led in one game and were tied in the other in like the seventh or eighth or something. But their bullpen was burnt. Their bullpen was incinerated. Had the Cubs won game four on the day that game four was actually initially scheduled for, the Cubs would have walked into Chavez Ravine with a rested bullpen. With a rested bullpen, the Cubs possibly, potentially, maybe could have won one or two from the Dodgers out west. Then headed home with a chance with a relatively rested rotation and bullpen. But no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Rain and... The Nationals having a better top end of the rotation. Um, it helped to make the Quintana trade look worse. If you want to make points on a trade, make points on a trade before all the players are retired. If you want to be of value, if you want to be of value, have opinions before the opinions have already been proven. If you're waiting until after the fact to announce everything, I don't care. I don't care. If you're waiting until now to say, oh, this Mike Trout guy is kind of good. I kind of would have been interested to have heard you saying that in the draft when... Teams kept passing on him. If you want to say, you know, a whole bunch of people are dropping the ball. They ought to draft Mike Trout. That would have gotten you points. Knowing things before they actually happen is what brings value. Pointing out, see, there's trees in the street. There's water all over the place. I think we had a storm. You're not adding anything. When a trade happens, assess it totally then. When there's still a possibility for you to be wrong. Otherwise, nobody cares about your opinion. Yeah, Eloy Jimenez.
He can hit. We know that. I knew that when he was... He joined the Myrtle Beach Pelicans for a series against the Lynchburg Hillcats. Eventually, the Pelicans would win the series. can't remember if it was three games straight or not. But last batting practice session, Jimenez was at the plate in Lynchburg. Nice high center field wall in Lynchburg. I don't know that it's anything over 400, but, you know, it's a decent poke. Last five swings before the Pelicans' BP was over. First pitch, home run over the batter's eye. Second pitch, first swing, homer over the batter's eye. Second swing, homer over the batter's eye. Third swing, homer over the batter's eye. Fourth swing, fly ball bounces off the batter's eye three-quarters the way up. Fifth swing, home run over the batter's eye. Lynchburg didn't pitch to him the entire season series. They knew, they knew he was going to take the ball deep. And when they accidentally did throw it to him, he did hit it out. If you can tell me something before it happens, I'm interested. If you're waiting until after the fact and sounding like a weaselly little seven-year-old brat, nice trade, idiot. Hey, Theo's not around anymore. Theo's not around anymore. If you are concerned about the future, tell me a player on the DFA wire that's interesting. Tell me which guy you want the Cubs to draft in June or July of 2022 if they're top drafting top seven. Who's the guy that you want? Tell me stuff in advance. Yes, after that fact stuff is boring. But at least it makes cowards look good. Have a nice night. Be safe. Be nice to others. And hopefully one of the bottom feeders. Let's see. Twins are down 7 to nothing to the White Sox. They're not going to win. Kansas City's tied. And the Marlins play San Diego later. And in about 10 minutes, I'll know if the Cubs are playing. Have a great night.